Hello, lovely ladies. Welcome to the Lessons I Learned podcast, where I share what I've learned and am still learning about marriage, mothering, friendship, health and wellness, spiritual growth, and everything in between. I'll be learning right along with you, as many of my guests have such great things to say. So get ready to listen, grow, be open and teachable, and get ready to learn and have fun doing it. Something I hear over and over and over again from women is that they don't feel like they belong. They need more friendships. They need more women in their lives. They're lonely. And man, I've been there too. And you're going to find out that uh, the lady that I'm chatting with today, she's been there as well. But what I love is she was intentional about building community, building friendships around her. And so I know this is going to be such a great conversation for you to listen to. Listen into my chat with Angela Mercer. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I am so pumped to have um, a friend of mine, someone I don't know too well, but I actually have a feeling if we were, um, you know, down the road from each other neighbors, we'd probably be besties. Um, So I'm going to welcome into the conversation, Angela Mercer. Hi, Angela. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm so good. I'm glad I've, you know what? I have to say, I hope the other um, guests don't hear this today, but I, you were one of my favorites that I was looking forward to chatting because I just don't, <laughs> whenever we get together, it feels like we are just, we have easy conversation. And so I'm, totally. I'm excited. And also because I know um, what you're going to share about, um, I asked you. So um, first of all, for all my listeners, Ange, um, let's go back down memory lane. So we don't know each other too well, but actually my husband knows you um, even better than I do because you used to sing with Dan um, on way back in the uh, Bible college days. We won't say how many years ago that was. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, um, but so you have this amazing, I think what a lot of people in um, our area of the world know you for is your big, amazing, powerful voice. Um uh, and so you started out um, singing with my husband years ago. Yeah. And, um, and then actually another thing that I associate you with is actually now um, you are living in my hometown where I grew up. We've actually never crossed paths there, but yes. um, those are kind of two of the things. But for all the listeners who um, don't know you, just Tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, where are you? What are you doing? Um, Who is Angela? Okay. Well, uh, yes, I am Angela, and I am a pastor and also a pastor's wife. Um, We've been at Gateway Church in London for almost 20 years, if you can believe that. And uh, for 12 and a half years, we were in youth ministry. And for a lot of those years, um, I was working outside of the church just 
you know, like a lot of people trying to make ends meet, working at all different kinds of jobs, but my heart was always ministry. And I knew that God had called me into ministry. And so it was just a matter of timing and figuring out all of that sort of stuff. So almost 10 years ago, I was hired at the church and um, I was hired in the music department under um, Tim Schwint. And so I've been assisting him for the last few years. And um, yes, I was assisting him, but I always knew like, you know, trying to figure out God's call in your life and what specifically, you know, he wants you to do, because I felt like my call was vague. It was like, I want you to be in ministry. And it was like, okay. And I've always known that my giftings were well suited for the church, but just never kind of knew exactly where I was going to go. And I loved working in the youth department with Blair, but that even, even that wasn't like, oh, this is exactly what I'm called to do. Like this isn't, you know, and, um, And so anyways, Blair had the opportunity to leave youth ministry and to plant a church in Kamoka, which is just outside of London. And I was like all over it. Yes, that's exactly what we're supposed to do. And it was funny because Blair had such a hard time with it, like really trying to figure out, is this our next role? Is this what we're going to do? And anyways, we took the plunge and we left youth ministry after 12 and a half years and we planted a church in Kamoka. And I feel like for me that that is literally where I just started started to thrive and flourish. And, and so Blair and Blair and I now have been in Kamoka for almost, well, I know it is seven years and it has been amazing us working alongside each other. And, you know, Blair preaches and I lead worship and we both pastor. And I think we, you know, I, I, at least for me, I've really found my pastoral role. And so it has just been thrilling. It's been awesome. The last seven years, um, pastoring together, we do a lot more tag team preaching. I still lead worship and, um, yeah, just, uh, just love it. And we have two kids, Isaac and Michaela, they're, um, 14 and 16 now. I can't even believe that. And, um, I know. And life is just getting faster. I thought it would slow down getting faster. And, um, <laughs> I, I know anyways, so, uh, we're, we're all about baseball in this house and, um, oh goodness. I don't know. I love decorating. Um, love, love DIY projects. I don't know. What else do you want to know? Awesome. Okay. Well, um, I mean, before, so you're basic, so you're kind of co-pastoring in a satellite church in London. So, um, I'm going to fire off a few, um, just get to know you questions real quick Ah. for, for the, for the listeners. Um, but first of all, my, my first thought that I'm really curious is like, what are one or two of your favorite um, places in London to go? Like uh, London's changed so much since I've lived there, but it's such a, awesome city and so where do you what do you like to do in London oh my gosh you know what Blair and I are terrible and every now and then you talk to people and they'll be like oh have you been here and we'll be like nope and uh, (laughs) anyway so we're kind of terrible that way but I will say one thing that we love about London is its diversity and um, if you love ethnic foods we have the best restaurants ever. And so we kind of have a rule that we will never eat at a chain restaurant. We will always try different restaurants. So downtown on Dundas, there's a place called Tamarine and it is the best Thai food ever. Okay. Okay. Dan would, uh, he loves Thai food and 
um, he would probably be all over that. So next, okay. Next time we're there, that's where we're going. Um, on, while we're talking about Dan, I was very curious, you know, my husband has the memory of an 85 year old man. I don't know what happened, but I hear so many stories about him from Bible college and his teen years from other people because, and he's like, Oh yeah, that happened. Oh my goodness. So I'm just curious, like, what is your memory of Dan or when you think of Dan, what do you think of? I'm so curious if you have any anything to dish okay two two things one one nice and one funny um so one is obviously um his song um amazing and so um every year we always sang you know um at, at graduation a soloist was chosen and you always sang a song but for the very first time ever in the history of eastern pentecostal bible college they decided to use a student's original song which was dan's yeah and so i got to sing his song amazing with um the mass choir behind me at graduation mm-hmm. um and uh, so that was that was obviously pretty amazing. Yeah, I was actually there. I was there for that. That was one of our early like um, he invited me to come, and I was a little nervous oh. and before we were dating. I totally remember that. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that was the first. That was probably the first large crowd I ever sang in front of. And oh. I remember everybody asking me like, "Oh my goodness, are you nervous?" And it was really surprising to me that it wasn't because I think what I realized is when there's that many people, it's just like a forest and you don't see the trees. It's just like this massive blob of people. And you're like, huh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the same with speaking too. Like I'm terrified. Oh, yeah. I'm more terrified speaking in front of 10 people than, you know, two, three hundred. So hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Waiting for the funny thing. Okay, so the funny thing is, is that your husband was such a prankster, and my husband was as well, and the group of friends that they hung out with all overlapped. So we've got Jason Small in there, and uh, some other guys, and um, they all decided to do this prank where they put... um, uh, pop all over the exam desks in the gym. (laughs) I've heard away all of the exams and I think it was Dan's idea and he got them started or something. I can't remember. So I've heard, I've heard uh, many stories and I'm very, I'm wondering why Dan wasn't kicked out of that college actually, but um, (laughs) I feel like he was kind of, uh, and it's funny, you know how you, the saying, you reap what you sow? I feel like I'm on the verge of reaping what Dan has sowed, like with my own boys. Like I'm oh, really, gosh. I'm really nervous that that side of Dan is going to come out in the boys. <laughs> and I've been really careful to make sure that he doesn't let on to them. Well, uh, some he's of the- smarter than them though. Like hopefully yeah. he catches it and he'll be like, I know what you're doing. Yeah, I'm but on to you because I did that. Yes. Well, Where's that with our kids he's like I know what you're doing <laughs> yes well the good thing is he was always submissive and if he if anyone ever found out like if there was a professor or teacher that said Dan did you do this he would own up to it right away yes I oh, did this in fact he was kind of proud of it <laughs> so. yeah oh goodness yeah oh boy so 
clearly, yeah, there's some memories there. But um, so obviously, it's funny when you were speaking and saying, I don't really know what, um, you know, what my calling was or specific, I can totally resonate with that. Like I knew I was called to ministry, but I kind of, um, I don't know if you would resonate with this, that I used to call myself like a Jane of all trades. Like I don't have that one thing, like we're Dan, like everyone's no knows him for this one thing. And for me, I had a lot of different um, giftings um, that I was decent at a lot of things and enjoyed a lot of things. And um, the Lord's just been kind of honing me. But um, as far as you're concerned, like I did not realize how great of a speaker you are, Angela. Like I, Thanks. so um, Ange, um, for all my listeners, Ange, um, a few months ago, I was at a women's conference and she did a breakout session. And man, the whole time, Angela, I was going, I am so, I was already thinking about like, okay, I think the Lord's calling me to do a, a podcast and I'm going, okay, I am so getting her to come on <laughs> um, because the topic that you were um, sharing on was belonging and friendship. And obviously, you know, with the book that I just released, like that is such a huge, important thing for me and something I love to share on and something that has impacted me and my own life and I'm journeying through. And um, so many of your thoughts I, I resonated with and you just kind of, um, and I've thought about before, but you just um, articulated them so well. And um, I just really... Um, I really, I knew I was like, I think even, I think as you were speaking, I was like texting you or something. And I'm like, can you please come on my podcast? It's <laughs> <That is> awesome. <laughs> so here we are months later. And so, you know, relationship, um, especially for women, women value relationship. Women have this thing. And this is what I've heard so much. And um, the more that I speak about friendship and belonging and all these different things and women's relationships, the more I hear back from women that they don't have that, that they are looking for true, authentic, real relationships that make a difference and matter in their life. And yeah. that's like this d deficit of that these days, especially with social media. I think a lot of us run for, it's like a quick, easy fix to like, text someone or to jump on social media and feel that fix. But truly it, we need to, there's so much more friendship and belonging. It takes work and effort. And so many of your points that you had from that, um, just highlight that. And so I just wanted to dive into a conversation and just share, have you share with, um, the ladies that are listening, maybe some men too. Um, but um, just share all these thoughts about belonging. So I'm just going to give you the floor and yes, just start to share what, uh, what you were sharing with the women that day. Oh man. Yeah. It, I am so passionate about it and it is something so near and dear to my heart. And I think because for me, I really struggled with it for so many years. Um, I am such an extrovert um, but sometimes what happens with extroverts is we have a lot of friends, but we have very few good friends. Mm, yeah. And so what happens is things happen in your life. Everybody goes through hard seasons and it's not till you're in a hard season. And then you look around and realize that no one's there mm. that you realize that, okay, I've got some work to do. And I think that's what happened for me in my relationship is, is I realized, and especially being in ministry, it can be lonely. Yes. 
and you go through something and then you're like, where, where is everyone? Do I have people? Do I have friends? Who's checking in on me? Mm-hmm. And I think I hit a few of those roadblocks, those speed bumps in ministry where I was like, oh my goodness, like what am I building for myself? And I remember quite a few years ago, a girlfriend of mine, her father was dying and she said to me that she was building her community around her because she knew that when he passed away, she was going to need this community Um, to care for her. And I remember that was the first time of me thinking, oh, building a community, like building something. And, and it was just such a foreign thought to me, but yet it never left my mind. Mm. Um, The other thing is I remember years and years ago, hearing Joyce Meyer say that if you need encouragement, then you need to encourage someone else. If you need a meal delivered, then you deliver a meal to someone else. If you, you know, whatever you need, out of that need, do it for someone else. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then the Lord has a wonderful way of giving that back to you. Yeah. So I think for me, I looked around and I was like, where, where is everyone? Do I have any friends? Who are the people who care about me? Does anybody ask me how I'm doing? And then I thought to myself, am I doing that for anyone else? Mm. And so then I was like, okay, all right, who are my people going to be? So I literally looked at my my friends and I was like, who are the ones that I want to be closer with? And I chose the ones that I was going to start to invest in. And I started to invest in those people and do all of the things that I wanted them to be doing for me. And it was amazing how we built these relationships. And and everybody says that, that relationships take effort. They take initiative. You know, they take time. And it's so yeah. true. You have to you have to pour into and invest in those relationships in order for you to be able to um, make a withdrawal from them in those moments where you actually need it. Yeah. And, and so it was amazing because I remember one specific time being in the garage that we had just driven the kids home from something and social media can be so wonderful, but it can also be nasty. And I remember seeing on Instagram that a whole bunch of my friends were going to some big event. And I remember being so sad because number one, I didn't know about the event, but number two, none of my friends had told me about the event and the fact that they were going Mm. And I was like, holy, like, what is going on? Like, they're the going to the thing, the thing we've heard the phrase. Oh, here. goodness. Yeah. So much so. But it was worse than that because it was like, wow, they didn't want me to go so badly that they didn't even tell me about it. Mm. And I remember sitting in the garage and Blair and the kids got out and they came into the house and I sat in the car and I remember praying and saying, God, I never want to feel like this ever again. And you need to tear this root out of me. I want you to tear it right out. I don't want to feel like I'm missing out. I don't want to feel like I'm less than because I'm not invited. I don't want to feel insecure about people liking me. I need you to take this away from me. And I believe with all of my heart that he healed me that day. And then it was a matter of, okay, what am I going to do then? So I'm going to invest in these relationships. And so it was my 40th birthday. And I'm like, I am going to have a big party for my 40th. No one else is going to throw up for me. I'm going to throw up for myself. And so I moved my dining room table out of my house into the garage. I brought three of those church long rectangular tables into the house and made them into a big square. And I put four people on each side. I invited 16 people. 
and we had an Italian fest and I, I made this like five course meal and it was so much fun. And I chose the people that I wanted to sit at that table with me that night. And those were the moments where I was like, I am changing my life from now on. I am in charge. I'm in charge of my friendships. I am not going to wait for somebody else to invite me. I'm not going to wait for somebody else to make me feel good about myself. I'm going to go out and I'm going to do it myself. Oh. And I did. And it has changed everything. Wow. And I feel like us women, like we just, we do, we need, God built us relationally. He yeah. built us that way. And, and so we can wait around for somebody else to make it for us or we can make it ourselves. Exactly. Exactly. Oh man, I'm so resonating with you because that, I'm actually in that place right now because um, because Dan and I travel and we're not, this is the first season of our married life where we haven't been pastoring and that automatic belonging where people are inviting you in and wanting you to be a part. I've had to do the work and I've had to put in the time, like exactly like you're saying, um, you know, do be the friend, you know, you hear that phrase, be the friend that you want to have. Yeah. So, you know, just because we live in this selfish world, we're all selfish in some ways. And so, you know, we want, and we're, we're so consumed and so busy that we're not often, we're well-meaning. It's not that we don't want to reach out. It's just sometimes we're so busy. And so it's important to be vulnerable and say, Hey, I need somebody. I've had to say that over and over and over again when Dan's been gone and I'm stuck to the house at night because the kids are in bed and they're young. I need some, who can come over and be my friend tonight? You know? Yes. Yes. Before we continue, if you're liking what you're hearing and you want more, head over to patreon.com slash Macaulay's to support our ministry and keep us going. Now, let's get back to the conversation. In the fall, um, I lost half of my eyesight and um, it was like the whole world had been turned um, off on a dimmer switch and um And it sent me into a a season of having CT scans and MRIs and they were trying to figure out what was wrong with me and they thought it was a stroke and then they thought it was a brain tumor and it was, it was just nuts. But what was so cool is that I was sitting on the couch one day and I looked over and my island was littered with cards and flowers and gifts. And it was the first time that has ever happened to me in my life. I had two children and I didn't have response like that. (laughs) And it was like, it was kind of a really cool moment of like, oh my gosh, I'm so spoiled. Oh my gosh, I'm so blessed. I can't believe this. This is amazing. Like how awesome. But, you know, it was just one of those like, what, what are you investing in? Who are you investing in? And, you know, it goes both ways. Yeah. So, so for my listeners right now who are totally going, Oh, Angela, I want that to be me. Danielle, I want that to be me. I want, you know, to know when um, push comes to shove that there are people in my corner that truly love me, that are thinking of me, that are, um, I'm the go-to person when they want to include somebody and all of that. So many of those things that we're longing for, um, like you say, it, it, takes time, emotion, vulnerability, building something. Um, You can't just get it overnight. Um, So you were sharing in that seminar um, kind of five or six different points of like how you went from 
being the person wanting that to being the person having that. And um, they were so good. So just um, so what what things can some of these um, listeners take with them and jot down and say, okay, how do I get from point A to point B? Yeah, yeah. Um, One of my favorite things is just to put yourself aside. And um, one of the things I included in that was this thing called scruffy hospitality. Yeah, I think many of us women have, you know, a difficult time inviting somebody in because we're either embarrassed of our house, we think it's too messy, or we're home with kids and we've got kids in diapers and there's toddlers and there's toys and our life is chaotic. But, you know, people don't come to see our house. They come to see us. Yes. And so it's really important just to open our doors and and invite people in regardless of the state of your house. Who cares? Just do it. Yeah, um, I went no. one of one. No, sorry to interrupt. I'm just no, no. one of the um, a statistic I heard is like the number one thing that women feel shame about is their homes. Yeah, yeah, just crazy and yeah. crazy. Um, I have a friend and I remember, you know, it it seemed like we only ever saw each other when it was spontaneous. That was just because, you know, our schedules were so nuts. And so, you know, you call each other up that day and say, Hey, do you want to come over for dinner tonight? And those were some of the best dinners because no house had been cleaned. The dinner had already been half prepared just for their family, but they invited us and we were all just wearing our grubby clothes. And it was such a great time because then you were actually just hanging out with each other. There's no pretense. Nobody cares about anything. Nobody's worrying about hosting. You're just being together in relationship, which is which, which is what's the most important thing. I think the other thing is people are worried. Well, I don't cook very well. Then who cares? Order pizza. Yeah. Everybody can make a pot of chili, make a pot of chili. Who cares? Get over what you're eating, get over what the house looks like and just be with people. Cause that is what the most important thing is. Yeah. Um, The other thing I, you know, I was saying is just that be willing to put in the time. I think sometimes we think that if there's not like an automatic, um, you know, um, oh my goodness, we really hit it off and oh, we get along so well. Not every relationship is going to be like that. Some relationships take a lot of work. Yes. Um, I have one girlfriend who is, you know, way more introverted and because of her profession, she's very standoffish and very, um, protective and it has taken me three years to get to know her right three years three years but she is one of my nearest and dearest friends um if I could think of anybody off the top of my head who would do anything for me and drop anything for me it's her and yet it took a lot of time to invest in her and let her know that I was a safe person let her know that you know like I'm here for the long haul and sometimes relationships take a while and, and those ones end up being the ones that are the most precious friendships. Yeah. Yeah. But you look at, you look ahead of time and go, I I see value in that person and I want to invest in that. And Rome wasn't built in the day, right? It takes time as we move around. And sometimes I long for a relationship like I, I had had, you know, and Dan will have to remind me, you haven't had 10 years of memories or, you know, that kind of thing. Like it takes time for yeah. sure. Yeah. Good. Um, one of the other ones that kind of makes me laugh is just um, the idea of just saying yes. Um, somebody invites you over, just drop it all and say, yes, somebody invites you over to play games. I can't tell you how many times I hear people say, well, I don't like that kind of food. Well, I don't like that kind of a game. And it's like, okay, it's not about the food. It's not about the game. It's about people. It's about community. So stop being so picky and say yes. 
And then you, you've, I'm sure you've heard people say it many times. We don't have a community. We don't have friends like that. Well, is it because you say no all the time? <laughs> like, I, you know, I know you're an introvert. I know you like being home, but guess what? You need to say yes if you want a community. So just get out of your comfort zone and say yes. Yes. So good. So good. I, I'm a kind of a recovering, like you had said, like the scruffy hospitality and just dropping things like because of where we used to live, it was very, um, you know, party dinner parties and, you know, everything was perfect. Um, but sometimes, uh, you know, I adopted that and it wasn't always that other people had the mentality, but, you know, I, in my younger years, um, the perfectionism in me, um, it just dwarfed the actual point of everything. Like you say, like the point is to be together, you know? Yeah. 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 Say yeah. yes. That's so good. Say yes. Um, the other, the last one I'll mention is, and, and this one is like, it, it's, um, it's really close to my heart for, for, uh, a very big reason. And that is just to, um, to watch our pride um, that pride can easily mask itself as insecurity and that we will sometimes think that we don't have the courage to call someone um, and to be the first to initiate. Um, we'll worry about what people think of us and that um, we don't want to put them out. And, you know, I have a really hard time with this, just just telling somebody that I need something. I remember when we moved in, we had been here a couple weeks and one of the girls that lives a couple blocks away said, can I bring you over dinner? And I remember hesitating and looking at the phone and my first instinct is no, I'm good. And I, and I thought about it for a couple seconds and I was like, you know what? Dinner would be really nice. So I just replied back to her. That actually would be amazing. And all she brought me was a, was a Costco pizza and a Costco Caesar salad. And it was amazing. And I thought, huh, all you have to do is say yes. (laughs) Just say yes. Like if, if you have a need, ask people, there are people who are waiting for for you to ask. And this is why this one is so precious to me. Um, when, before we moved to Kamoka, um, Blair and I were, were still really involved with youth ministry. And we were in a season where, um, you know, we didn't, we needed somebody to look after our kids and we were going to be out a couple nights a week. And, and I was trying to think of who on earth could help us with the kids. And so, um, you know, I'd been thinking through a bunch of people and then I thought about this one lady and I was like, Oh, I don't want to bug her though. Like she's, um, she was, a um, a lady in about her fifties and she was divorced and her girls were grown and out of the house. And I was thinking as if she wants to come and look after my kids, like, you know, this lady probably has things she wants to do and you know, whatever. But I just kind of felt the Holy spirit saying, no, ask her. And so I finally broke down, let down my pride. And I asked her if she would help with the kids. Well, she ended up being the most amazing blessing to us And she would come and get the kids and she would take them to the movies. She would take them out for dinner. She'd take them out for ice cream. And she ended up being one of those people that just like totally blessed my kids. And they loved spending time with her. And um, they always looked forward to her looking after them. And she said to me one day, you know, Ange, I had been praying and asking God how I could bless my community and how I could build community around me more and more. And then you asked me for help. Wow. And I remember her prayers. Yeah. I remember bawling and thinking out of my pride, I almost didn't ask her. And I believe strongly that God would have blessed her and given her another family to bless. But how amazing was it that it was mine? 
that she were, were, you know, she was able to bless our family. And, um, it wasn't too long after that, that she actually passed away with cancer. Uh And we brought the kids to her funeral and it was, we all mourned her and our kids were heartbroken, but how amazing that we got to experience what we did with her and that the kids got to spend time with her. And again, that I, I just was so convicted in that moment that when we reach out and ask someone else for help, it could be an answer to their prayer. Right. Uh, yeah. Get over yourself yeah. <laughs> and, and invite somebody in. So good. Well, oh man, there's so many takeaways for me personally. And uh, it just reminds me again, like be the initiator, like look for some. And so for the listeners out there, um, what I really want to encourage you with is look around at the women around you, ask the Lord for his eyes, because for example, Angela, um, the fact that you were so vulnerable, um, you know, that day when I was listening to you, um, you're somebody, and actually I'm somebody, we're both people that um, other women might look at and go, there's no way that they're lonely. There's no way that they're struggling or feeling isolated or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, because we're extroverts, we could talk to anybody, but um, it's really the deep, meaningful things. And um, so it's important, number one, for us to be vulnerable and say, I need you. I, I need a friend. But also look look with the Lord's eyes because you don't know. It could be even the people that you would never expect, never suspect needs you. Um, like you were saying with this woman, like you would have never guessed she needed you. You thought you needed her, but she needed, you know, you both needed each other. And that's the point. We all need each other and we need to initiate um, the connection and and then not just the the initial connection. It's the process. It's the the friendship. It's the the relationship um, that for years to come that can just cultivate something beautiful and challenge us. And just like a marriage, you know, I was just saying to a friend this morning on a walk like friendship should be just like marriage in that it makes us more like Christ it, it makes us a better version of ourselves and yeah um, and so that's why it's so important to belong and find your people <laughs> you know yes yeah well, thank you so much, Angela. This has been awesome. Um, easily one of my, f- I feel like I could talk about this kind of thing. <laughs> oh yeah. I yeah. could, I feel like I could talk to you all day long. I know when we get to heaven, if you're living down the road from me, like I will come, I will bring you a Costco pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> salad, And we could chat all day. Um, but thank you so much for just chiming in with these thoughts. I know that they're going to challenge, um, women and just encourage them that, you know, if you put the time and the effort in, um, and find, um, relationships that are are meaningful. You are going to, when you give, you are going to receive, and when you sow, you will reap. And so, um, thank you for all of all of this um, insight. It's been awesome. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been amazing. So many great things to pull out of this conversation. First of all, what are you building? What kind of community are you building around you? And not just for you to take, but for you to give as well. Go be the friend you want to be. I love how Angela said, out of that need, 
be that for someone else, and the Lord will bring it back to you. And reminded us to say yes. Be willing to drop everything to connect with people. And goodness gracious, don't be too proud to say, I need you. As I said in this podcast earlier, I've had to do that myself. I've had to write friends and say, you know what? I'm lonely tonight. I have a few nights where my husband's gone or where I'm just feeling disconnected and I need you. We cannot be above saying, I need you. And also, I love that term, scruffy hospitality. It is so true. Women feel shame about their homes and their cooking, and it's just absurd. We need to just scrap all of that and just get together. You know what? You can go down the street to Tim Hortons, Dunkin' Donuts, Starbucks, wherever you have whatever coffee shop you have, and you can meet with someone over a coffee. You can go on a walk. You can invite a friend in for a movie or a pedicure, whatever it is. Heck, you can even go to the grocery store and shop together. The point is being together. Relationships take effort and they take time. I love how Angela said, invest in them. And eventually the return will come back when you need to make a withdrawal. It's not about being selfishness. It's about being there for each other. Girls, we need each other. And so I encourage you to stop fretting about not belonging and go be intentional and active about building community around you. I hope you've been encouraged, challenged, and have learned something new today. It is my passion to help women become the best version of themselves with God's help. All the ministry we do, we feel deeply called to, and we live by faith doing it. Would you consider supporting our ministry at patreon.com slash Macaulay's? That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot c-o-m slash m-a-c-a-u-l-a-y-s. You may see a link on your screen nearby if you're tuning in using YouTube, SoundCloud, or my website. But if not, that's where you can go to find us. We are grateful for every one of you who believe in us and champion our ministry. Lots and lots of love, Danielle.